0: This is Digital Impact 4Q4. I'm Chris Della Torre. Today's four questions are for Rachel Smith, co-founder and executive director of Global Giving UK. As misinformation continues to spread and controversial issues become more frequent, many platforms for social good are struggling to remain efficient while maintaining the public trust. To address ethical challenges and increasingly complex dilemmas, Global Giving launched a research inquiry into what it calls the Neutrality Paradox, a problem faced by tech platforms that are forced to make difficult decisions that may not demonstrate a position of neutrality and do so while upholding transparency. The aim of the inquiry is to explore how these issues are affecting charitable giving platforms in particular and to find practical solutions that encourage responsible ethical giving practices. Rachel, who leads Global Giving's Evidence and Learning Initiative, joins us today to share more. Rachel, the neutrality paradox, it sounds like science fiction, like something out of Star Trek. But in fact, as you explained in a blog post last year, it's a problem we're all experiencing right now. What distinguishes the paradox in digital contexts, and what are the implications for civil society organizations?
1: Hi, Chris. Um, well, this is uh, an interesting and, and complex topic, as we will discover as we go through. Um, in the context of philanthropy platforms, which is the position that Global Giving is coming um, at this from, um, you know, we're a, we're a nonprofit organization, and we exist to support and. Um, support humanitarian purposes really so the paradox of neutrality really comes from these contrasting ideals where technology on the one hand gives us spaces spaces that are open that are democratic um, we hope and that allow for different ideas diverse ideas to emerge whilst as a philanthropy platform we also hold a huge amount of responsibility and responsibility to ensure that organizations that we um, put forward onto our platform as valid and uh, reliable and doing good work and impactful work are going to be um, supported by people, public or maybe institutions that are putting a lot of trust in us. So that also means we need to really think about what happens when there are controversies that come about, about an organization or about a particular Theme or topic that might indeed do harm to other people um, if we don't take a stance or make a decision around it. So I think in our case, and for like civil society organisations in general, uh, thinking about technology, we go beyond. We need to go beyond just saying, well, technology is giving us a space and giving us tools to allow connections to happen regardless, and to allow content to flow regardless of what it is. Um, And we need to keep our standards very high. And so you know we've got we've got some serious challenges on our hands so on the one hand we've got partners for example working in the middle east they're fighting in complex contexts and they're actually you know they're fighting for openness and neutrality because if they are you know they are removed from platforms like ours um you know it actually creates it even creates an even more difficult environment for them to be able to share the realities of the context they're working in, to to continue to maintain funding, and that actually has real-life consequences. On the other hand, we have partners, for example, we were discussing with some partners in Germany who've talked about the fact that their country's histories um, are indicative for them about how to pay attention to warning signs around content, that may indeed be unhelpful or it may even be harmful. And so in those cases, some of our peers in Germany would much more quickly want to close down particular um, particular content because they're worried about how those kinds of topics might escalate. So there really is a lot of responsibility that we hold. We need to think about how we protect people, um, particularly those that are marginalized or particularly vulnerable. And so it isn't okay for us to say that um, being open is is possible with technology. We need to say being open is possible, but we also need to be um, dealing with problematic content and, and making decisions about about what, what to do with that content. So that's the dilemma and that's the paradox we're facing.
0: Something I find challenging, and some listeners might relate to this, is understanding the difference between content moderation and censorship. Machine learning, for instance, could do so much to identify hate groups or extremist networks as they emerge. But as we've seen, algorithmic solutions are prone to human error. How can social good platforms design and adopt new tools that maintain integrity and an awareness of inherent bias?
1: I, um, I was struck when I was reading Lucy Bernhold's, um blueprint for 2020, and in particular picked up on her thoughts around sort of the digital landscape changing to become increasingly intersectional um, you know, around digital, human rights, ethics. And I think that's the starting point and kind of foundation for thinking about how tools and platforms need to need to develop and design themselves um, so for social good platforms you know we need to be building this building spaces for content to flow the connections to be made for funds to flow for example that are built on principles um, of civil society of good civil society of social justice of um responsibility of ethics and you know, and it's important for us to consider that when we're thinking about content moderation as well. So we shouldn't take it likely that we moderate content and that we that we do consider how a particular organization might be positioning itself um, when it shares information about an impact project that it's running, for example. Um, and we have to think about the, the kind of power and bias that exists within those decisions. So as a platform, we are of course moderating what is posted, what is said, um, and in allowing or even in disallowing content, we are actually taking a stance about what we as as an organization that runs a platform believes is fair and true. So it's a really complicated situation. And if we want to be thinking, we want to think about how to build digital tools um, and the algorithms that sit behind these platforms responsibly, we have to go beyond thinking about the regulatory and the sort of legislative environment. Definitely build for that, but also think about, really critically think about our values and also the implicit biases that we're building into tools or decision-making processes, whether that's um, machine-based decisions or whether that's human. Platforms, funding from in intermediaries, philanthropists really need to take a step back and know their values before they get sort of started on this, they need to make sure that they're explicit about those values and then begin to build digital solutions that actually embed those values. Um, And I think critically, we also do need to be prepared to um, adapt and change because the environments change, our organizations evolve and we learn as we we deal with each of these different dilemmas or complex issues, we actually find that um, we need to adapt and change our responses.
0: Vetting is a big part of being a philanthropy intermediary, but it's impossible to track every connection and relationship or to know what position an organization might take on a particular issue. What do you mean when you say philanthropy stewards must be both proactive and reactive in their vetting processes?
1: So like many other philanthropy platforms, Global Giving um, has a robust and upfront vetting process, so proactive. Betting process if you like um, that holistically screens organizations that we might fund through our platform so mostly we're doing that based on kind of legal determinants we're looking at whether the organization is registered we're looking at the organization's um, history of managing funds um, or its, its history of delivering social impact or environmental impact programs where we See, challenges is that obviously political, social, and regulatory environments are changing ever rapidly, and new information emerges. So, that's where we need to take this more reactive approach. Um, And when I say reactive, it's not that we are unprepared. In fact, that's partly what the neutrality paradox work is trying to address the fact that actually, oftentimes, we have felt unprepared. And so, when we need to be reactive, what we need is a set of tools and principles to follow to help us to react smartly, essentially. So some of the initial research from our neutrality paradox inquiry has helped us to sort of determine some categories of dilemmas. Anything and everything from how do we handle affiliations with um, controversial people or organizations? So that might be an organization that we have vetted as being um, you know, perfectly good and solid organization, but it emerges that there are affiliations with a particular group or person or, or perhaps some political links um, to things like conflicting ethical and legal standards. And so what we need to be able to do is to smartly navigate through and make good decisions in a transparent way. So I wanted to illustrate this, um, and it also gives a little bit of insight into why Global Giving decided to start this inquiry into the neutrality paradox. So an an Indian organization um, passed our vetting processes, um, had demonstrated positive impact in their work. And last year they approached, uh, we were were approached by an investigative journalist who was examining the practices of this particular organization. And here was the challenge for us. It was a legal and an ethical one. The organization was operating within the law of India. However, arguably, they didn't meet global human rights standards so in the work that they were doing. So, this case actually became the catalyst for this neutrality paradox work because it showed us that we often don't have a clear set of principles and protocols that help us to make these balanced decisions. Um, so, in one sense, we've used uh, data and digital to create a space for this organization to raise funds and for us to complete vetting. But in in another sense, um, we were now faced with a very human dilemma about what set of principles that exist out there in the world should we use or might we use in order to make a decision about whether this organization was legitimate or not. And so that really has drawn us to the heart of the issue. How do we make decisions that um, affect people and do so in a responsible
0: way? Global Giving is leading this effort, but you aren't going it alone. Here's how you frame it in your post. Quote, it is our goal to collaboratively develop a standard, transparent set of tools and resources that strike the right balance between openness and curation, free speech and moderation, independence and trust. They should balance corporate values and business requirements, external frameworks and internal standards. End quote how are you calling on others to assist in designing solutions for the social sector at large and what might a new set of standards look like
1: this is an issue that we feel really deeply at global giving and one that we we would have explored anyway as an individual organization um but we we wanted to explore very early on who else might also be facing these challenging paradoxical issues and so rather than design behind closed doors for ourselves we wanted to go out and really um, examine what the rest of the the philanthropy sector might be thinking about in in this regard so over the past few months we have interviewed surveyed um, and co-created different solutions with predominantly other social good platforms but also big foundations um, and other kinds of philanthropists and indeed content curating platforms at large Um, and through that we've been able to speak to many organizations and collected more than 50 examples of actual dilemmas faced by these organizations and what they did in order to deal with them and in some cases they were successful in navigating through these issues and in other cases really struggled to make decisions and perhaps even were, were receive some public scrutiny around that, around their decision-making. So, you know, this has really been helpful for us because we, what we've been able to do is create a, an understanding, a foundation that's based on the reality of many organizations in this field of digital um, philanthropy. And so what we've been able to do, I think, is start to develop a set of standards or what we're calling um, a manifesto which we think will be something that philanthropy platforms and intermediaries can potentially commit to and use to build and guide their work. So our goals now really are to, to continue to develop this set of standards, to socialize that, to um, see what, is, what, what resonates and what doesn't, and to make it available to the wider sector in the impact of the Neutrality Paradox work. This is really not about global giving, um, designing for itself, but really about starting a conversation and um, continuing that conversation to a place where we have both got practical practical protocols and abilities within our organizations to be responsible in the decisions that we make, but also to, um, to really push an agenda forward and to demonstrate um, the trust that we can have um, in the wider public sector because of our transparency in these processes. So you'll see coming from Global Giving and our collaborative partners over the next few months, a couple of things. Um, this manifesto that I mentioned, which will set out some shared principles of responsibility and this need for more proactive and a dynamic approach to navigating issues. And you'll also see a set of tools and resources that we are prototyping currently and testing with some of our philanthropy platform peers to help organizations to design solutions that mitigate some of these complex dilemmas. Um, And what you'll see when that launches is that the approach is not just to wait until these dilemmas and issues come about, but actually to examine your organisation deeply before they they even emerge. So, you know, what we found really, and I think what is true to say, to conclude really, is that all organizations come at this neutrality paradox um, concept in different ways. Every organization has a different history. It has a different set of values, um, but there are commonalities and there is a shared commitment to ensuring that philanthropy is ethical. So if you're interested in continuing to learn more about the Neutrality Paradox work that we're doing, we are obviously very open to discussion and collaboration with others. And so we we would welcome anyone getting in touch with us either through our Twitter handle at Global Giving or going to our website, which is at globalgiving.org. And for any listeners that are interested to follow me and my thoughts, um, you can follow me at RachelGGUK.
0: Rachel Smith, co-founder and executive director of Global Giving UK, thank you. Digital Impact is a program of the Digital Civil Society Lab at the Stanford Center on Philanthropy and Civil Society. Follow this and other episodes at digitalimpact.io and on Twitter at DGTLimpact with hashtag 4Q4Data.